0: This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised.
1: You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I have spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create and maintain meaningful relationships containing sizzling sex without the shame. We're working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Today, the letter is L and L is for lips and other erogenous zones. So for clarity, an erogenous zone is a spot on the body that when stimulated adds to our arousal or a part of the body that causes sexual excitation. Joining me today, is Raylene Teskoski of stand-up comedy sex ed. And I'm really excited to welcome her back. We always have a good time. Raylene developed her unique mix of sex ed and stand-up comedy in living rooms throughout New England. For 12 years, she's educated women about how their bodies work and why they work that way. And along the way, she's gained some hilarious universal truths and insights that leave her guests roaring with laughter and a sense of relief that it's not just me. Stand-up comedy sex set is about taking the living room on the road and letting everyone hear what we've been talking about in private. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me back. That's a really long intro. <laughs> Not really. I mean, I did one. Yeah, I did one a couple of weeks ago that was like nine paragraphs. Oh my god! <laughs> Look, I like people to know who they're listening to. Um, so you know, this was a fun one for me. Uh, I always think that the biggest erogenous zone we have is the brain. Yeah, agreed. So I always like to start there. And I think people don't think a lot about um, remembering that most sex starts in the head, not in the body. Well, I have- it's still um, in the body. It's just not in the, it's, it's still the body. It's because the brain is in the body, obviously. Right.
3: But sometimes somebody has to stimulate a part of my body to turn my brain on
2: to say, "Oh, well, this is what we're doing now." <laughs> okay, so yeah, no, so I mean, I would agree that that for some people, touch first, yeah, top, second. But for a lot of people, particularly in the courting stages, um, turn on the brain and the body right. will follow. Right. And turning on the brain doesn't necessarily mean talking. I mean, it can mean watching a movie. It can mean sending an image. It can mean um, um, sexting. It can mean sharing erotica or pornography. I mean, there's, so there's all sorts of ways of doing it. It could just aren't... be looking so damn good. I know. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Smelling good. Thirst traps, right, on, oh, my God. Thirst Smiles. traps on Tic Tac you know, oh, right. Gosh, <laughs> there are times, but I'm, a, so, so here's one. Okay. So we talk about our Rajan Sons. I have a thing about voices.
3: Um, yeah. I like a good, deep, husky, sexy voice.
2: I like a good bass. I mean, give me a bass, <laughs> and I just, cool. Shakira Sean, who is, um, leather family and also, um, and friends and, you know um also um an author of amazing erotica um has this wonderful deep bass voice and i repeatedly told him that um i could listen to him read the dictionary right like just talk to me i don't care what you say just 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 talk and keep talking (laughs) um but what i noticed is that although although obviously i like visuals uh, most people do but that's not my biggest one. And so sometimes, like, it's, I hear a voice and an accent, and it's like, whoa. Um, and there was this guy on TikTok the other day who was um, doing this one particular sound, but they, they have to say it. It's not like a lip sync. And um, he's Scottish, and he's got this deep Scottish voice with this wonderful Scottish kind of growly Scottish accent. And I was just like, Oh my god and he was like if, if you think that's hot put it you know put it in the comments or something like that and i just was like no words fire 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 fire, 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 fire. <laughs> just like Ooh.
3: and my husband I, used to do the tigger growl you know tigger <laughs> the he would do that little growl and i'd be like woo!
2: <laughs> so there's that and then you know then when we start talking about erogenous zones on the body like okay skin yeah. Skin. Touch. Touch anywhere on the body mm-hmm. it can be erogenous. And people sometimes think, well, what? Like anywhere? Like anywhere. Oh, we've got- anywhere. We've got nerve endings everywhere. You ever just been in a bar
3: and there's a hot guy and he just brushes by you and just like brushes your forearm and you're like, I'm going to go home and rub that forearm when I get home like <laughs> The, the whole hair is body,
2: better, <laughs> yes. But the hair stands up. That's one that I like, um, it's the energy of someone. So we're talking touch. I'm going to go back before touch. The energy of somebody. So they're close to you. You're in their energetic sphere, right? And yes. energy is a big thing for me. Or they don't necessarily have to even be close to you. But that's right. another thing. But there are some times where the energy of somebody will just make all the hair start to move on the body. It's like, oh, and I'm jingling. Or my stomach drops.
3: One of the things that I find, like I like to, I read a lot, and and sometimes I read erotica, but that's that doesn't that'll turn me on in a certain way. But the books that are really well written are the moments before the person kisses the first time, when they're just in each in a movie, on TV, in books. That moment where they're they're in that period where they haven't touched yet, but they both want to, and the energy between them is crackling, even on, like, I'm really reading a very basic novel right now. This is not an erotic novel, but they're in that part where they just, they're both into each other, and they haven't gone so, and I'm just, like, looking at my husband, I'm like, should I take this moment to introduce nap time? Uh, But no, because I have a podcast. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean it's well. It is interesting to me because there's something about that anticipation. Yeah, that adds into it, and and so sometimes I had a partner who used to not kiss. He used to almost kiss. Mm. So you would feel his breath and smell him, and That's that would go sexy. on forever. I mean, you know, he wouldn't kiss till. Yeah down the road, right, you know, to the point where you are screaming. And I remember thinking, I have a thing about having my hair touched. Okay, so there's one. Scalp, for some people, is just like a person. But for me, it's not just the scalp, although the scalp is is amazing. Um, But there's a particular way that somebody can grip my hair, and it's at the bottom part of Mm -hmm. the skull. So we're not talking pull. Right. Or yank, that's a different thing. Right. For another Doesn't day. Hate. But but it's 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 a grip. And so it's usually get a handful and just a slight turn. So it's mm-hmm. a it's a gentle tug. Yep. That I just lose the ability to speak. And I remember the last time I saw him in my head I just kept thinking, Oh, please touch my hair, please touch my hair. <laughs> and well, I couldn't you- say anything. As you
3: know, I don't have any hair. Like, I have very short hair. And in one of my comedy bits, I talk about that. Because, like, I, I love a good just just hold it. You don't really have to do anything. But now my hair is really short. And so I said, guys, just be aware that holding your hair here feels really good. From behind, if you grab my bangs, now it feels a little rapey. So <laughs> slow down.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there's something about the follicles and the way, and I mean that's the thing. It's like so. What makes one one kind of a pull or a touch of the hair erogenous and another feel not so good? I mean, you know, I mean, I like I'm into BDSM, so like a hair pull can feel good to me in a different way. But when you're talking about a just um, just purely erogenous, mm-hmm. it's something about the grip and the tug. And I think it's the way it pulls on the scalp. Probably. But I'm not, but I'm not sure. It's just outrageously hot. But it differs from person to person. Um, there are people who have body parts that if you touch them, they will kill you. Right. <laughs> right? I know uh, more than one person who has an aversion to having their feet touched. To the point where they, they can't have a doctor look at their feet. I mean, they, you know, they're they're virtually phobic or they are phobic so i know more than one person like that where it's like you know where some people might think a really good foot massage can be really erogenous they're like yeah don't Mm -hmm.
3: i like a good foot massage
2: and i know it's a little weird but i do like having my big toe sucked on well that's not so weird i mean you say it's (laughs) weird but actually that's incredibly common and again it's about the nerve endings that you've got there And people are like, nerve endings in your toes? Well, yeah. How do you think you balanced? Right. Well,
3: when I tell people, I tell women specifically, it is the closest thing that you will ever get to feeling what it feels like to have a penis and have somebody else's mouth on it. Because it's some, that you would not believe the heat and the softness that is involved inside of a mouth because we don't have anything to put in a mouth. Well, you put a toe
2: in the mouth and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's why you like that so much. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't particularly toes for me. Fingers. Mm. Suck on my fingers. That'll do it. Um, So we are a couple of minutes from break, of course, because this always goes quickly. When we come back, we're going to talk more erogenous zones. What I would like to say is not to forget that you can write in uh, and comment or ask questions. Um, I would be really interested to hear from any of you. What are your absolute secret weapons when it comes to erogenous zones and what are the absolute no-go the quickest way to turn you off so if you're listening and you feel like volunteering it remember you can do it anonymously um you can do it via email and i will not use your name unless you give me permission to do so but i'd really like to hear from you guys what do you think we'll be back after some words from our sponsors
1: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24 7.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week it is L is for lips and other erogenous zones. And I am with the marvelous Raylene Tuskowski, and this is part two. So um, let's talk about lips, since I mentioned that in the title. <laughs> Which that, Lori? <Laurie. laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> which <laughs> set of lips so uh, i
3: love kissing kissing is like i miss make out sessions i miss them
2: yeah i know people seem to as they are in relationships longer that often goes by the wayside yeah. um and people become more goal oriented which decreases pleasure in my experience
3: Well, we're not decreasing the pleasure that, I can assure you, but we have 86, the pleasure. Um, And I I think there's medical reasons that that has happened. We have 86, the kissing, not the pleasure. Pleasure is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I do miss kissing. That's what I I would be back in the day when I would go to clubs. I would be like a kissing slot. I wouldn't go home with a bunch of guys, but I could kiss three or four in one night and be
2: like, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I mean, it is that your lips are incredibly erogenous and you've got tons and tons of nerve endings there. And, um, you know, there's, it's sometimes people forget that it isn't just the outer part of the lips or the tongue, you know, you get like the inner part of the lips Mm -hmm. behind and, and that can be incredibly, incredibly intense and a nibble, a little nibble, a little nibble on the lips. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So pretty amazing. Um, a bad kisser. Yeah, that would be the end of the relationship for me. Yeah.
3: I just once saw a guy who had too much spit in his mouth when he was talking, and I was like, nope. <laughs> like all things, other other things being equal, do not bring that slobber jaw near me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, yeah, there are definitely, you know, there are definitely things. So, the lips are definitely. And then, you know, if you're talking about a vulva, um, the lips are an amazing place to pay attention to. And a lot of times, people miss that because they're really focused on the clitoris or they're really focused on going into the vagina. And they actually miss the sensitivity of both sets of lips. Right. Which is massively sensitive um oral stimulation is incredible the digital stimulation works really well as well um there's all sorts of things you can do different patterns different yep. um textures um <laughs> if you ever heard the, heard
3: the one have you ever heard the one where they tell the guys to do the alphabet
2: no that sounds yeah. like uh, it might be interesting
3: yeah do the alphabet all around and i'm like just dot the i just dot the i <laughs>
2: So you're going to do the alphabet all around. Yeah. Well, I think what I would say is anything, any kind of rigid techniques probably won't fly. Somebody will get frustrated <laughs> at some point in the middle of it. So you can do the alphabet, but you better be observing what's happening down there. Speak in cursive. <laughs> yeah. Cursive works. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and oftentimes that's forgotten. There's also this thing of embarrassment for some folk around the way their um, their mound is and maybe how puffy their mound is um, or how fat their mound is. And um, so there can be embarrassment and discomfort around that, even though it's a thing. Right. Right? Fupa is a thing. It's a cool <laughs> I was thing. just going to say Fupa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a cool thing. And yet a lot of people who have them are like, yeah, no, I don't really want to talk about that. And they tear them down and, you know, they take an attitude or they think they need surgery, which is ridiculous. Um, and actually if there's a function to this, this is protecting all the more mm-hmm. um, vulnerable bits. Mm-hmm. That's what it's there for. So you should like it. And it's also really cool to stimulate. Right. It also means it's if somebody skin. is, and it also means if somebody is leaning in some way, shape, or form, there's a cushion that they right. lean on. It's a great place to put a forehead
3: if you're getting tired with your neck, guys. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, and it won't feel all horrible. Horrible. Um,
3: okay, so yeah. I, just
2: had a li- I just had a listener write in and suggest vulva lips being nibbled with punctuations on the clit with teeny tiny nibbles on the clitoris. Yeah. For yep, sure. that's a good one. That's a good one.
3: Mine likes to do like, my husband likes to do like Morse code on it. Uh huh. Just, <laughs> I don't know what he's saying, but I'm paying attention.
2: <laughs> yeah, you would do. Um. So, yeah, lips. Don't forget the lips. Top and bottom. Yep. All of them. Um, other erogenous zones. The eyebrow. What is it about the eyebrow? I don't know. Nobody's ever tried the eyebrow on me before.
3: It's like a nibble or a kiss on the eyebrow. I think it's, yeah. I think if it was when the mouth, like if somebody's up there like massaging it, I would be like, stop. But yeah, no a nibble
2: No, on the ears. Yeah, oh. behind the ears. Oh, behind the ears. Absolutely. Right. There's a spot behind the ear. Well, there's you know there's the jugular vein as well. You know there's <laughs> a spot under and behind the ear. There's two different spots on me that I just will reduce me to tears. <laughs> behind the ears, on the ears. I'm not too fond of somebody sticking their tongue in my ear. No. No. So some people are really fond of that. Some people find that really erogenous. No, I'm less fond of that. I much prefer nibbling, nibbling that's along a, that's places. That's
3: a wet willy. That's not
2: it's a wet sexy. willy. <laughs> you, you you know, in, in 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 the UK, a willy is a penis, right? So oh I, yeah, no.
3: <laughs> That was a
2: very that. different image for all the no. all the British people listening. You know, it's so a wet yeah. willy in the air. Be like. Wet willy is when they lick when well, like
3: just put spit on the end of their finger and stick it in your ear. That's a, it's called a wet willy here. I mean, okay. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a stupid thing. People do sometimes. Okay. I think it was back in the day they did it more. I don't think there's a ton of people running around doing it now, but, but no, thank you. Do not lick in my, I've had somebody do that. And it just sounds like a dog just in your ear. And I'm like, that's
2: not sexy. not it to Yeah, off. no, my, my puppy attempts to do that yeah. on a fairly regular basis and I, I fight him off so I, I'm I'm probably not going to enjoy that so much from a partner. Um, the spine so the, ears, the spine that's an interesting one. Mm. What kinds of textures on the spine?
3: Just nibbles nibbles down the spine or or light finger taps down the spine all the way down to the like the smaller your back we you just or all the way up 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 uh, to the hairline where the grab is. So Mm
2: -hmm. it's kind of like a leading edge. So one of the things that comes to mind when you're doing this with somebody, if you're starting to explore somebody's body again, communication is really essential. People have different areas of injury that you might not expect. Somebody's got neck issues. Even the lightest tap on the spine might make them anxious, not because it hurts per se, but because they're anxious that something's going to happen to destabilize or hit the pain. The pain cue, whatever right. that is. So it's always it's really worth knowing what you know, what you, what your partner's health status is, and um, and whether there are no go areas. And again, like I said earlier, some people have areas where it's like, oh God, don't touch that part of my body. Right. One of the things that I find is that frequently when people decide they're going to explore a body there still seems to be a time limit on the exploration right <laughs> they either, either working be, or not working be done <laughs> but, but what's interesting is is that for some reason people feel they need to always explore everything right so if you're going to explore your lover's body with your tongue then you must make sure that you hit every erogenous zone you can think of and you know and then you know, uh, do whatever else you're going to do. But that it, there's something kind of methodical about it that suggests that you need to do it. Whereas actually, you know, you can have different sessions where you spend time focusing on a particular part of the body.
3: Right. See, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. I think we've talked about this before where you would like to like do the hours and hours and I'm like, get me aroused, get me off and let's be done. Like, I don't like hours and hour, i have my add is way too intense to ever spend hours doing anything so for me it, you know it's like that worked
2: and i'm pretty clean and clear about it too i'm like that worked let's go <laughs> well i'm i'm I'm. it depends i mean i don't always like hours sometimes that's really annoying to me i mean it just right. depends i mean and this is the thing you know most people it, these things vary by mood um and by partner sometimes, um, by a level of arousal when you start. Like if you're already three quarters of the way to an orgasm, you don't right. want somebody to draw this out for hours. It's, it's just going to piss you off, right? But sometimes people um, rush through things because they're not comfortable with someone exploring their body. And that's when, even if you're not into BDSM, a little judicious restraint can be really useful. Hmm. Consent, of course where you are being asked to receive. So sometimes people are like, okay, you can touch me for three minutes. Now I'm gonna do to you. Don't touch me, right? (laughs) Um, I'm doing, don't touch me. Um, And so sometimes being forced to just receive can be really great and really intense. And you can find out erogenous zones you didn't know about by doing that. If If somebody does a good job of it. So we are a couple of minutes from break again. When we get back, we're going to do more. I've got, I have got—I see I have one in my inbox. So we'll start with the one in my inbox after we have some words from our sponsors. Don't forget, you can keep writing in. We'll see you all in a couple of minutes.
1: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness
0: Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health &
4: Wellness.
1: There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that
2: shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is
3: broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time
2: Hey everybody, welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this week it is L is for lips and other erogenous zones, and I am joined by the incredible Raylene Tuskowski, and this is part three. So um, I had a listener write in uh, another couple, so I said I would start with that, um, inhaling softly over the ear, kissing the small of the back. Yep and kissing the crease where the thigh meets the butt on the back of the thigh. Oh yeah, anything in that area. Yep, and actually that area is often known as a sweet spot. Um, and so even, again, if you're not into pain, but you you know, like a little, a light spanking becomes something that's fun. that if you get that area where you kind of, it's a sco- slight scoop and lift and you end up in that area, it's sensitive in a really good way. It's that same area. Um, so other erogenous zones that I think of, I think um, unusual ones, the inside of the wrist, the inside yeah. of the elbow and behind the knees. These are all pulse points. So it's not yeah. a surprise. Yep. All of
3: the things that we've pretty much mentioned, mentioned other than the spine and the small, of the back are all pulse points. So it's not a surprise that those are erogenous areas because there are areas where the blood is closest to the surface of the skin. And the vessels are closest to the surface of the skin. So you're just really right getting into their blood, yeah, heating them right up. Yep.
2: It's direct heat. I love that one. Yeah. Um, so there, um, and yes, any of the pulse points on the body usually make really good erogenous zones. Um, on people who have bollocks... <laughs> Yes.
3: I can't answer for those. I don't have, I can't tell you what feels good on my balls.
2: (laughs) Well, I don't have any, but I know plenty of people who do. And um, on people who do, um, on the ball sack, again, these are things you need to be careful with, right? You know, like, just like, you know, if you're going to be nibbling on a woman's nether lips, another yeah yeah <laughs> nib, nibble not clunky, Chomp. right and not unless you want to torture the person right um, but the same thing with the ball with the ball sack I mean to just kind of suck bits into your mouth maybe graze your teeth maybe not so it's just like you're pulling pulling, right. pulling
3: or yeah like i i would say it's similar but more gentle than what we were just talking about with the back of our neck like a gentle squeeze and a gentle mm-hmm. pull and you know obviously we stay very gentle but i had i think i read about that in Cosmo one time and i was like really squeeze the balls and so then i tried it and you know very gentle and a very gentle tug and yeah didn't get any complaints yeah i
2: mean and and I- you know, one of the things that's suggested in terms of the nape of the neck as to why that is so um, exciting is because it's a vulnerable place. Yeah, because you could die. <laughs> right. I mean, so then um, when for me also, and I know this terrifies
3: people. For for me, sometimes a little squeeze in the neck.
1: Well, but just I was a little. Just,
2: I was just about to talk about that. So there are different things that you're doing when you squeeze the neck. Um, sometimes when you're squeezing the neck, you're squeezing and you're controlling breath by squeezing the windpipe area. So, uh, you know, these are the kinds of things we say, don't do, don't try this at home. Um, these are quite dangerous things to do. Um, you really need to understand anatomy. And even if you know exactly what to do and you understand anatomy, it doesn't mean that there won't be an accident. So there's the disclaimer. But yes, that kind of of squeeze on the neck and actually cutting the breath off that way can be really cool. Um, There's a different kind of control, which is the blood. So that's pressing and stopping blood flow on the arteries. That will cause somebody to pass out if you do it for too long. Again, this can also cause damage, um, but it's really hot. So, you know, it's one of those things. But you can do breath control, um, by grabbing a person's face or, um, one that I didn't know about, which is pretty outrageous is breathe into a person's lungs.
3: So like CPR
2: style, (laughs) Hmm? like CPR style. Yeah. All right. Yep. And you're breathing with them. I have a partner who did that and, um, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Pretty intense. So it's another, but it's another way of playing with breath. And in fact, uh, and that's a less dangerous way of playing with, ble- playing with breath. Um, Sunny Megatron did a TikTok where she was talking about the fact that you could grab someone's face and, and control their breath by making them hold it rather than cutting it off here. All um, right. And, and or or ordering them to hold their breath right mm-hmm. counting down and then if it got too much they could just let it go so you know you're not going to go too far right so there's, there's a variety of ways of using interfering with breathing and blood flow because it is really erogenous for a lot of people yeah i like just a little bit like you know yeah but even um, just even just a little bit so you know some people like a lot they like
3: choking yeah but I don't- I had an ex-husband who was abusive, and that was his favorite way to stop me from talking. So, no, I'm not into, like, (laughs) that did not turn me on.
2: (laughs) No, that wouldn't be much fun. Um, (laughs) But that is definitely something that, for some people, it it, it is incredibly hot. Here's another one. Armpits. Mm, Okay. You don't have me there. (laughs) I am highly ticklish. Mm -hmm. And so... um, if you're going to do anything with my feet, it's got to be done in a certain way because if you tickle my feet, it just everything yeah. goes, ruins it. Same thing with my armpits. Like I don't want somebody licking my, it'll make me laugh.
3: Right. Well, right. I almost just gagged thinking about that. So <laughs> somebody licking my armpit. So
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't upset me. I just doesn't turn me on and it doesn't upset right. me. But for some people that's like, Ooh, um, you know, it, you ha- if if you're you touch too light, you absolutely tickle, tickle. Yeah. Um, here's another one. The fingertips. Your fingertips are the most sensitive part of your body to touch. That is true. And so, to actually, play at arousing the fingertips is yeah. really sensuous. So that's like a gnaw on. A, a rub, use different textures. Like, what I can put on a leather glove and run that over. I didn't even think or about silk. that. I do
3: remember once upon a time, like, all I ever did with this kid was hold hands, but we would just hold hands for hours, and it was, but it wasn't like we were just holding hands. We were playing with each other's hands, and that was super erotic. i have forgotten about that. Yeah, was like, a-
2: incredibly mm-hmm. erotic. So, also the palms of your hands? Mm-hmm. The fingertips are the most sensitive, but also the palms of your hands. So nails on that, you know, teeth, tongue, breath, using yep. your fingers and then using textures. And I, I'm a big fan of textures. So um, and we talk about pervertibles, which are um, things that you might have around the house that you could use Did for sexual say- purpose. But per- pervertibles. <laughs> Canky people okay. <laughs> learn about pervertibles. So like, you know, okay. So like you can go and you can buy, I'll give an example. You can go and you can buy a really. A hairbrush. Right. <laughs> you can buy a really expensive paddle and you can spend a lot of money on it. And it's out of, you know, Oga Oga wood and it's been lovingly polished or stuff. Or you can go get a paint stirrer. At mm-hmm. BAQ.
3: Or, or like I said, a hairbrush. Cause or on one hairbrush. side it's a paddle and on the other side it's. They yeah. either
2: have softer textured bristles. Yeah, so it's a different it's a different sensation. So pervertibles, there's so many things. And so I encourage people, one of the activities I like to do with, with couples is to get people, and I do this in workshops, is to get people thinking about what they can actually use and creating your own kit. I used to, um, I know where it is too. I still have a texture kit that I used to bring out when I did workshops in person, with, which included... Um, Velvet, silk, uh, leather, smooth leather, rough leather, um, uh, sandpapers, a couple of different grades of sandpaper for gritty textures, um, really smooth plastic, you know, and, and yeah. just just gathered all this stuff, rough fabric, glass, 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 um, and another one is. Um, not just glass, but, um, stone, stones, steel, steel. Yep. Stainless steel. Oh my God. Stainless steel. Dildos are like amazing. Just yeah. Sort of like my glass.
3: It's smooth. It could be warm. It could be cold. It could be
2: hot. <laughs> it's yeah. <always> sexy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's another thing, which is that temperature changes erogenous zones as well. Yeah. Mm. Right. Like glass and glass and steel in terms of dildos and toys, one of the exciting things about them is that the temperature change. Right. Yeah. I love the temperature change.
3: So I have really, like I said earlier, really bad ADD and I have stimulation. It, like, I get overstimulated really easily. So anything that vibrates, anything that lights up, anything that's making a noise, forget about it, right? It's just – and, you know, if somebody makes a smacking sound, I'm just, like, I'm out of it. Like, all of a sudden, I'm not aroused. And it's, like, look, if you can't do it quietly, don't do it.
2: (laughs) So you talked about, like, um, yeah, and my husband calls it Dom Depot, you know, pervertibles from floor to ceiling. (laughs) Chains – I mean, it's, so there's all sorts of things, and this is like, it's not about s This is just about being aroused, you know, being... Aroused. ...sensual and aroused. You can go to, to the harder ends of things, but you can absolutely avoid those and still play in the same areas and use some of the same um, techniques. So believe it or not, we are two minutes from break. When we get back to the last section... We'll talk about some of the odder ones or the ones that people forget more um, and a little bit about some of the more common ones that we haven't talked about yet, like nipples, which we haven't talked about. And zones people are afraid to talk about. And zones people are afraid to talk about. (laughs) We need to talk about the butt. We we need to talk about the butt. Um, and so we talk about the butt a lot, the true butt. We do, but. really, all the time. But we do need to talk about the butt. So we'll do that when we get back after some words from our sponsors. And we'll see you then.
1: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. America Health and Wellness.
2: everyone, welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is part four of L is for Lips and Other Erogenous Zones, and I am joined by Raleen Tuskowski of stand-up comedy sex ed. So, we need to talk about the things we haven't so far, so let's start with butts because we mentioned it just before.
3: Yeah, I, um, I, I like we have talked about before, I'm not big on anal play but you know you run a tongue or a finger or a toy over that general area and I am going through the roof like and not in a bad way I'm like you know stop don't stop stop don't don't stop (laughs) stop it don't stop (laughs) it's almost a guarantee straight as long as we're already in the mood it's a guarantee I'm ready let's just get this done And I think it's that way for a lot of people, but we don't want to say that because we don't want people to think we're into butt stuff.
2: Yep. Yep. And um, so you have an incredible number of nerve endings in your anus, that area. Um, Remember that the clitoris, most of it is internal and you can reach parts of the clitoris through the anus. And if you have uh, a prostate, that, also reached through the anus. So there's a, an awful lot that you can do, can be incredibly erogenous. Take it slow, take it slow, take it slow, is what I always say to people, um, experiment, don't rush with that area because people tend to tense up because they feel it's taboo um, or unhealthy kind of Or yeah. And then if you tense up, it hurts like hell. Right. So. You know, you really do need to take take your time with that. Um, On a penis, the frenulum, Mm -hmm. that's the connective area. If they're cut, it's still there, right?
3: The V-spot.
2: Yeah. That's really, really, really sensitive, again, so that's another thing. Also, don't forget the perineum in both sexes, so that's the bit between either behind the balls between the balls and the anus or between the vagina and the anus. That area also you can stimulate and that is very sensitive. Um, locally called the taint. The taint. <laughs> because it taint one and it taint the other. Exactly. <laughs> now where in the country is that from? I love that.
3: I have no idea. I remember the first time I heard it was on uh, HBO's show Weeds. Oh, okay. Okay. And he said, it taint butt and it taint balls. And that was the first time I heard it. So.
2: I love it. <laughs> right. So that's another area. Don't forget about that. Again, fingers, tongues. Um, toys. Toys. Teeth is harder. Toys are really good. In <laughs> I network.
3: dare you to try to bite my butthole. <laughs>
2: it's not easy. Um, nails. Nails. Having one long nail then is nice. Scratching a little scratch, yeah. light scratches feel. <laughs> re- so whenever you're stimulating erogenous zones, like you, people often forget about that, light scratches feel can feel really, really good. Got to test these things out. But yeah, toy is probably incredibly good in that area, just in terms of um, pressure and vibration. Will go, it will energize. Yeah. The whole area. It'll be bring blood flow to the whole area, which means you'll be hotter. So that is right. definitely superb area. Let's talk nipples a bit because people
4: forget, oh, yeah.
2: you know, this is one people don't talk about a lot. And
3: it's the most obvious one. <laughs> They're right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for, uh, for both sexes, it can be erogenous. It is not always on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for some men and some women, but I had a friend of mine once and I told her, yeah, men's nipples are a Stones. And she went home and she was touching her husband on his, and apparently she had never touched his nipples before. He's like, what are you doing? Cut that out. <laughs> it's like, that was bad advice. I'm like, we probably brought it out at the wrong
2: time. <laughs> yeah. You know, just I, You know, like anything, if it's something that is new, you've got to take your time and, and, And remember the different pressures and to feel differently and at different times, just like you were saying earlier, Raylene, like, you know, if somebody's going on and on and on and on at something, for you, that's going to be like tapping out. (laughs) For somebody else, they may need a really slow approach and it may take them a really long time. So you've got to to communicate with your partner and be observant. Right. When people start to stiffen, it's very helpful Again, your nipples can be soft, and you can still be enjoying the stimulation. True. So they don't always stiffen. You know, it's not. And I remember a guy when I was a teenager, and he's like, "Oh, you, you're you're obviously not enjoying yourself because your nipples aren't erect." And I was like, "They don't get erect very often, and they're very unpredictable." What makes you <laughs> think I'm not enjoying myself? Well, you know, that's what it says in the book. You have to have erect <laughs> nipples. Okay,
3: did it also tell you in the book that sometimes they're erect when you're cold and you're not stimulated at all?
2: <laughs> yeah, apparently not. Right? <laughs> people forget I, all of these things. Um, yeah, the nipples—a
3: pinch, a bite, a lick, a chill, rubbing palms across it. Right? You know.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes pressing down, binding on them is really hot for other people, not at all. Remember that there are some people whose nipples don't have any sensation because they've had surgery of one type or another.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So if a trans person, trans man has top surgery, their nipples may not have sensation. That's true. Um, if I was somebody, just
3: thinking a woman who has breastfed four kids. You're like, you know what? I could set these things on fire and not notice it.
2: Right? So somebody <laughs> who's, yeah. So sometimes because for overuse, they're not. And, and if a woman's had breast cancer and had reconstruction, the nipples might not have any um, sensation, or if you've got, um, implants, implants, they might not have any sensation. So it isn't a guarantee, but for a lot of people, nipple stimulation is really hot for some people. It's too intense. It's really funny. There are some people like you could like some guys be playing with their penis fine you touch their nipples and it's like oh my god no that's too much it's too much really yeah so okay so where we are now we are four minutes still closed believe it or not so how can people find you if they would like to see the things that you are doing
3: all right so i have a podcast called Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed Podcast. It's the Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed Podcast. If you don't put in the, you will not find it. Um, I My website is standupcomedysexed.com or Raylene because I'm a speaker, I'm a comedian, uh, and I'm a consultant for sex toy
2: companies. So that's how you can find me. Cool. Um, and so if you are enjoying the show and you want more, head over to the A to Z of sex.com and um, fill in the opt in there, which will get you a couple of excerpts from the forthcoming book, A to Z of sex part one. Um, Also, if you want to be the first to get content, if you want to be able to ask me questions whenever you feel like it and expect to get an answer from me, um, join my Facebook group. I do an ask me anything there once a month. And um, we also do other events in the group. Um, There's a lot of good interaction, and it is an easy way to have access to me. That is facebook.com forward slash groups and then forward slash Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee because the group is aptly called Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee's membership group. We are (laughs) running a membership drive at the moment. And if you join and you bring two friends with you, you will get a special exclusive piece of content so if that appeals to you go ahead and also please leave reviews you'd be surprised how few people bother to actually write them and how important they can be and we do do various drives for reviews so if you leave a review you're likely to get a gift from me i hope you all stay safe this week but have loads of fun and i look forward to seeing you next week that's all from me for now.
1: We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Beth at drlauribethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of The A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week.